You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Asher Matthew, and I'm excited to have Sue Shim over here today with us to talk about the value of industry teams. Sue, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Great, great. It's a lovely Friday here in the Bay, and this conversation is going to be great because we're going to unpack industry teams and how do you build them and who are they. But before we go there, can you please tell our audience a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are? Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I am part of SAP right now. I've been with SAP 16 years, and currently I'm part of the Intelligence Spend Management Group and um, leading this uh, industry value chain team, which is a global team. Um, how I got here? Well, there are 16 years in SAP, so I've been around uh, many parts of SAP, started at the, you know, actually technical the development in the lab, we call it. So I used to be uh, ABAPR, uh, the people who program in ABAP language, right, that SAP language. And then uh, I've been in the different, actually, I started an industry team, so retail industry team. That was my background initially, really coming from industry um, uh, retail aspect. And then from there on, I moved on to more business development side from the techn- technology side. To, so I, I was doing a lot of partner management type of work. Uh, and then from there, I moved into the field and working closely with a sales team directly. Now I'm part of the uh, global sales organization. So that's how I got here. Well, I I would say a lot of engineers slash developer folks that we get on the podcast uh, go towards marketing. And I always make fun of them, say, hey, you went to the dark side. But since you're on the sales side, I'm really excited because that's what I did because I was an engineer and then uh, or a developer. And then I came over to the sales side. So we're friends, you know, <laughs> and not, not the marketers are our friends, but I feel like we're more friendlier. <laughs> yes, we're same kind. <laughs> so great. So the audience for this podcast are people who are about to become executives, early stage executives, and experienced executives, right, around the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I would say, or, or I would posit that most people don't fully understand the value of industry teams or aren't necessarily thinking about them in a mainstream manner that they should. But that's why we wanted to do this podcast so that we could enable all of those, our listeners, which there's about 7,000 of them, that around what are industry teams. So can you share, break it down for us? Like what are industry teams? What is the role that they play in business? Okay. So maybe first uh, I have to say that SAP is really strong in industry knowledge overall. As a company, we cover 26 industries and we have actually a giant industry business unit and many different roles in there. My team is a little bit different from that overall industry because we are actually working directly with a line of business organization, which focuses on procurement. And so many companies, if you look at actually like chief procurement officers, 
they could work in multiple industries. They go back and forth. Some people stay in one industry. Some people go around. So because it's a line of business, that procurement function has that common thing. So one could say that as a software company and SAP provides solutions uh, in an industry agnostic way. So just serving this uh, LOB procurement. But at some point, the, each industry has uh, common challenges or unique um, requirements or regulations, you know, all those things. And then not always the same. Or each industry is different, right? So therefore, when we really work closely with the customer, trying to help them to be more successful and helping their uh, problems to be solved, we need to understand each industry, you know, in the context of the procurement, of course. So that's, that's what my team does. My team works very closely with the overall SAP industry teams, but we are also part of this line of business procurement and then specialize in that industry. Does it make sense? <laughs> it does. It does. And, and, and I guess the, 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 there's always a notion that the riches are in the niches. And then as you were saying that, that's kind of what came to my mind. And you have to go deep and into people's world and try to uncover the problems that they're facing and then use software to solve those problems. And it sounds like the approach that you've taken is actually to focus on the chief procurement officer and the chief procurement officer's office, right? And then enable that person across different industries. And so I guess I'm just curious, like what are the top three or most popular industries that procurement officers like to work in? Um, I mean, every industry has chief procurement officers, of course, because every company and every industry has to do with uh, purchasing procurement, right? Sourcing and procurement. Um, I guess if you're asking me which industries I'm, I'm currently focusing on, yes, and because of this, maybe just trend or in the business volume and whatever. So currently, um, my team is uh, heavily focusing on this asset-intensive industries, which covers all the chemical, oil and gas utilities and or the manufacturing companies with a lot of assets. Um, definitely interesting because there's a lot of spend there. Um, and then services spend or capital spend and it, of course, direct material manufacturing itself. So therefore, other manufacturing companies like Auto or IMNC, um, these are consumer product goods are very important as well. And um, banking and is all, ha, has been very, very strong for SAP Ariba traditionally. So we work with the majority of all the biggest banks in the world. And so that, yeah, banking is very important. Banking and financial services, I should say, rather. Um, yeah, public sector is also very important uh, in general. So public sector. Sounds like, sounds like if there's emerging chief procurement officers um, out in the world, they have lots of options. So they, they <laughs> yes. should not be Basically, worried about where they're going to go. Exactly. Correct. Yes. yes, every company needs a CPO and therefore definitely a lot of options. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, if it was me, I would go to media and entertainment. It's just because I like to hang around with media <laughs> and entertainment. But, you know, oil and gas sounds pretty cool too. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Can you imagine the spend they did? Exactly. That's what I was saying. Like, okay, well, we have to buy five planes. Okay, let's go procure five planes. Right, Got right, it. right. I like it. <laughs> so, great. So, let's talk about the structure of industry teams. Like, are the, And maybe you can give us a little bit more on the composition. Like, what types of roles do you need to put together in an industry team? 
So I call it industry practice lead. Uh, so at least uh, each, each practice has to have a leader who is really creating this community of uh, industry experts. Okay. So internally, we have a lot of experts and maybe they just don't belong to the industry team, but they all have industry expertise too. Okay. So one of the important things my team does is leveraging that power of uh, community within the company, first of all, and sharing that industry knowledges. So, um, so that's how we pro- uh, kind of organize this uh, big, big uh, SAP difference. You know, whether you're in marketing, whether you are in the um, actual sales team or services team, all different functions have that industry knowledge. So we come together. So the virtual community, virtual team is there, and then my team actually is leading that. And um, so sharing, and therefore we can help the customer better once we, you know, ask each other and then ga- gaining more knowledges. The other part is uh, also creating the content, therefore, from there, and we can really curate the best uh, contents that is really relevant and also outcome-focused, uh, yes. persona-based type of uh, contents we can create. So that is really just makes sense, relevant use cases for customers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what other things we do is uh, really... Um, Facing the customers, we also create the community externally, and we really wanted to help the CPOs to come together by industry and talk about uh, their common challenges and not just day-to-day, but also thinking about really what's next and more strategic, innovative topic so that uh, we can really create this industry movement. And we call it industry think tank, industry executive think tank. And that's where this is member-led business community that CPOs that uh, are part of will actually driving this agenda and then picking some common topic to solve. And not only think about it, but also trying to put some action to it to come up with a solution. The solution could be, of course, uh, technology be part of it, but it doesn't mean it has to be technology-oriented solution because sometimes it has to be maybe just the standard or the things that they have to agree as a process, uh, as an industry. And then, of course, technology will come after. So that's kind of idea of uh, industry think tank. So that's, that's one of the other things that my team is managing and working on. Very good. So you basically have, let's call it industry expertise, and that comes in the form of a, is there one industry practice lead or there are multiple industry practice leads? Currently, we have a one lead for one industry practice. Okay. And then they probably have consultants or ish type and of then- folks. I, I like to use the nicknames so like we all those uh, special uh, experts in different teams. I call yep. them alchemists because they make okay. some magic, you know, they, yep, <laughs> like yep, yep. converting this uh, almost uh, metal to the gold. So we actually work with the advisors, group of advisors per industry okay. to really, okay. you know, if we created anything like white paper or whatever, something that we do, we consult each other. So yeah, that that's kind of structure. Okay. And so, so then safe to say is, the, the way to think about an industry team is like a center of excellence. And so let's say yeah. it's the retail industry team, and right. then you have the retail practice lead, and then the retail practice lead for procurement, for or, or let's call it intelligence spend, probably has uh, maybe uh, retired, or maybe retired is too, too strong of a word, but like folks that actually want to do more with their lives, um, uh, but they were in procurement before on staff, who can help people understand, think about, and 
and be there to advise customers and how do you like automate things with software. And so that's the the center of excellence. And then all the other teams that, the, that can support you get all the amazing work that you guys are doing out into the world. It's functions like sales and marketing and, and customer success and partnerships and, and all these other things. They all have liaisons on their teams that work with you to make sure that all the content, this rich content that you're spending so much time to generate gets out into the world uh, in, the, in the vehicles that SAP has already created. Yeah, in in another world, I, I like I said, I like nicknames. So I yeah. I call my industry lead Master Chef because okay. they're the one who's <laughs> creating, you know, it's inventing this recipe. Yes. They're not a cook; they're a chef, which means yeah. they actually create this new yes. recipe, and that everybody can just pick it up and use it. So right, yeah. so yeah. you can have a share. Uh, so that's content aspect, but they're also experts. So they will be actually directly dealing with uh, talking to customers and advising or internal folks yeah. to advise as well. So they work as advisor too, of course. Yeah, I, I, there was, there's another company that's uh, very popular in the cloud as well uh, that actually has roles that span through the entire organization. And, uh, uh, and then they will go uh, to talk to the CIO and then the entire the the entire organization of the CIO, and so it sounds like similar to uh, you have people that would work with people that are at the chief procurement officer level, all the way to the frontline procurement manager, so right. that so that you that person can report back on what they're seeing, experiencing, and helping identify issues and then unblock them so that the chief procurement officer can either resource their teams properly or just take things that are blockers and unblock them. Right, that's a good way. Yeah, that's that's correct. So, for example, when we work with a think tank, these are CPOs, but an action tank that I mentioned is a mirror or it's a parallel, and each think tank CPOs are assigning this action tank member from their own company. So they are the one, maybe senior directors or a little bit lower than CPO level, and then they're actually doing work together. And then my my master chefs and other team members are all working with them. So we actually get at the two different level of view, right? So at the top strategic view, and then actually this uh, um, executing uh, that, that that aspect, yeah. And also internally, because we work with all different teams, whether it's sales or deliveries, customer engagement, product uh, strategy and development. So we we become that center point to feed all different inputs and outputs. So wow, I mean, there's there's lots lots of richness over over here. Um, so let's talk about the think tank, right? Because as you were talking about the think tank, uh, I've, I've envisioned that there's like a round table and there's like 16 people sitting down and having a great conversation and there's like support folks behind them. And, you know, you, you're, you're bringing data into, into, into the think tank and, and isolating a problem and then figuring and getting different ideas. Um, um, I've been part of like a couple of these think tanks, but they're, they're always like one-time meetings, right? But I'm assuming you have a think tank program. Right. It's program. It is a member based and there's no end date. <laughs> it's like a membership. So you join it and then you continue. And, uh, we actually have, uh, uh currently, I, um, five 
think, think tanks kicked off and it's five uh, actually industry value chain. So for example, food and beverage think tank that contains uh, agribusiness type of companies like Cargill, uh, Lendo Lake, Aldara, and then the CPG food companies like Hershey Chocolate and Unilever, um, uh, ABMBF, like the beer drinking type of company. So this is like showing that supplier buyer relationships and also the, the value chain aspect. And so we have like five different think tanks. I will be adding one more for the manufacturing IMNC uh, after summer. So it's actually think tank network, and but they work individually and in, within the industry. But ultimately, there is a common thing. So also because it's all procurement area, so they can all share. Um, so that that's the kind of structure. They would be meet, They are meeting uh, regularly. Um, each think tank has a little bit different uh, format because uh, members can decide. Yep. But uh, we are meeting like three times, four times a year. Um, there is a, a yeah the topics and discussions, all that going on. Yeah. And and how have you now taken that think tank virtual? Yeah, so the virtual actually allows, I guess, us to meet easier. Except that it's so hard to include uh, folks in APJ because <laughs> it's so late, right? So yes, yes. it's a global think tank, but uh, we don't. Have, therefore, I think we just don't have as many members from APJ. That's the missing part. Other than that, I think this executives initially we were really worried that oh my god, no executive will show up at the webinar and you know camera on. But then I, everybody quickly adopted right to this new world. So actually, for them, it's rather easier, I think, uh, to. So we don't have to travel all the way for just a half day meeting or one day meeting, although we all do want to meet at some point. So there is that yearning, actually. So we'll be meeting definitely once a year, once we can travel. But meanwhile, we can, you know, build that connection, you know, faster, I guess, but because we can meet two, three hours quickly um, over the Zoom. I know. I mean, from a productivity perspective, I think the the think tank would be way more productive because people are home and they're relaxed and not rushing around, right? Uh, and then you sometimes you get their kids or pets pop up, so you get to know a little bit more about them, you know, which is I think is it's phenomenal, yeah, I, right? That's what I actually ask them to because I need to make them like get comfortable and you know yes. start building trust. That's that takes a bit longer time because they don't know each other so like we'll incorporate little fun things like okay take a picture of whatever the items that you really feel special about in your office right now and then post it so then everybody has to show like this is my pet this is my dog this is my whatever baby stuff and like hmm, so we get to know each other a little bit yeah <laughs> oh i had i had one person basically show me their goldfish and i'm like oh this is great i mean it's a fantastic idea rather than you have a a plant on your desk like like uh-huh. this is what i have like literally <laughs> on my desk right uh, a goldfish on your deck sound is actually pretty cool like like at least something that's moving around right so uh, but, but again i think that the the whole virtual setup has actually allowed people to connect a little bit more because they have more quality time versus spending time in the hustle and bustle of uh, of uh, of trade shows and conferences and airports and you know there's the productivity the per hour productivity I think has gone through the roof. Because what I really want and uh, the initial intention was creating this. You know, when we go to trade show, like you said, or conference, we meet once and then we never follow up. I mean, I have thousands of business cards. I can't remember anymore anybody. So that's why I really wanted to make sure that this think tank become like a lifelong membership friendship club, yes. you know, yes. so that yes. you really get to know each other. And it's yes. just awesome opportunity. Um, so, yeah. 
And and do you encourage then people to connect with each other after the the think tank is over, or you help them stay connected a little bit and yeah. you orchestrate one on one meetings? Yeah, we have group chat and everything, and these are the. Oh, you're okay. Very senior executive, and I'm sure they're yeah, yeah. savvy enough to figure that out on their yes. own to connect yes. and thing. And I've seen them offline, just uh, even within the group chat. I don't know in private what they do that I can't see it, but I'm assuming that's happening too. Yes. <laughs> very good. Very good. So uh, you've taught us about industry teams, the value of why industry teams should be there. We've sp- talked about how do you structure a a a, a an industry team. We talked about think tanks, meaning how do we bring other people into the fold and get them on a journey with us. Um, what are some of your lessons that you've learned in building global industry teams and global industry think tanks? Uh, I guess I'm really, really interested in that because a lot of our listeners are global. And, and what they do is like the folks that are outside of the U.S., reach out to the folks that are in the U.S. to learn, and the folks that are in the U.S. are reaching out to the folks that are outside of the U.S. to learn how about expansion both ways. That's exactly why actually we started. Um, I know what is SAP. SAP has that amazing global workforce, 100,000 people everywhere. I used to be around the world and meeting so many people from different teams. And sometimes like, I know that one guy is doing this exactly in North America. I'll connect you. So I used to be like phone book, connecting people that way. And then that's when I thought, oh my God, our team should be actually sharing more often. So it's a creating that internal, I call circle. We literally call industry circles. And that is so important thing. And uh, that's the lesson learned. It's initially, I mean, it's anything like a culture. So you, you have to activate it. That's why my team is there. It's not a huge team, but it's like a pivoting the whole organization, the giant ship, you know, it's like pivoting in front. So that's what the role is needed. Then people will follow. Um, so creating that community where people can really share and then it's helpful and it's peer, peer-to-peer kind of opportunities. That is very important. Um, at, at the end of the day, it's a relationship thing. So it takes time because you really get to know each other. If you just say, okay, there's a something that come everybody, it doesn't work. Uh, it, it's like you do need to know each other. So spend enough time to get to know each other and then build that core people to, you know, build, you know, create this tribe. But it's like movement, tipping point you have to hit too. So, yeah. Yes. No, I so, so did I get it right that before you – joined and created this industry think tanks that they did not exist before? No. So, okay. yeah. So, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, we, in, uh, so SAP does have, uh, as I mentioned, industry business unit and where they yes, focus yes, on yeah. overall the whole SAP portfolio. And then we are traditionally very strong with uh, our CIO. So there is a, some uh, something called CIO council by each industry. And that's where they come together, talk about the SAP roadmap and, uh, or they give us feedback, right? Because they are CIO of, of each company has SAP. So that's definitely common interest for them to have. But we never really had uh, so, uh, the executive industry think tank that is focusing on industry issues, not SAP intelligence spend management roadmap issue. Yep. Um, yep. If they want to talk about that, that could be one of the topics too, but it's not, it just could be one of the many in the menu, right? Yep. So this is the first time that we actually brought this uh, 
CPUs or supply chain officers as well there. So depending on the company, some of them, uh, so it's, we focus on procurement supply chain. So they, they come together and talk about their topics. So currently they all actually decided to talk about the sustainability topic. And that's our action tanks mission to uh, really ta- uh, tackle and how to improve this uh, sustainability together, right? Because that's really one topic that is common to everybody and the only way for us to save the planet together, right? So all of them worked in separately, but each group, they all agree on working on the sustainable sustainability topic, a little bit different angle. So of course, the food and beverage talking more about the traceability for the pro- food to the, all the agriculture side of it, because uh, that transparency, traceability is so important for sustainability. And for the energy think tank, uh, of course, oil and gas company, you know, they're in a hot seat in terms of carbon emission uh, reduction. So what's their challenge and how they're going to reduce that? And, uh, and especially for the supplier, which is scope three emission. So how they're going to measure this? How, uh, what's the tra- uh, um, transparency on that? So that's the kind of topic they're focusing on. And the chemical companies, they all agree to start with, uh, let's start with a supplier assessment so that we really actually work with uh, sustainable uh, suppliers or we help the, our suppliers to become more sustainable. So that, that these are kind of different topics, yeah. but really industry topic, right? So Yeah, no, so, so this is really, really cool. Yeah. Yes, ab- absolutely. Because like, there's a big difference because like companies do customer advisory boards and stuff like that to really help understand the customer's pain points and get feedback on the roadmap. There's kind of a flywheel, right? But an industry think tank is actually focusing on industry issues and trying to drive change in the industry and having a viewpoint. And you're just the enabler of that. So that's very, very, very cool. I'm sure you must have been met with some resistance internally around like, hey, why should we do this? Because it doesn't effect like i mean transparency doesn't affect the top line or the bottom line and doesn't affect the product like what are we doing here right and 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 in some cases it's just like some parts of marketing because it not everything is going to be measured in top line or bottom line 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 dollars or you know currency uh, but it is important right because this is how you at least in my humble view live your values and and help people yeah, you really, really well said. I, I'm very fortunate to have uh, my leadership team who believes in this because uh, we are here for long game, and that's that that's really the key. So if we start thinking about just this quarter or this year budget and target, oh, what's the point? Uh, but that's not how it works, and so that's first of all, I'm very lucky on that. And um, yeah, everybody in the team actually just outside of my teams too, they get really excited about the ideas. Just it's first, you know, like we talked about it's first time we're doing it, but people get it. They all get this vision and that, wow, that would be really awesome. So the excitement is there and I'm working with different teams beyond my team. So who's managing this program and getting the help because uh, it's a huge thing. So we need that the cross-functional team to come in and contribute their knowledge and expertise and anything. And also we want to take some input into our products so that we align with what customer wants. Ultimately, again, long-term strategy, right? So that, that is very good and important. Yeah. Very good. Very, very good. Okay, great. And I know you're a guest on our podcast, but I know you have your own podcast too. So let's talk a little bit about your own podcast. 
Yeah, so I, it's called industry leaders journey. So, um, as we are doing this think tank and then I have an opportunity to meet with, uh, this great, uh, CPOs and supply chain officers around the world. And they really are make, uh, managing huge amount of uh, money and, and have that spending, um, influences. And, and so I really wanted to hear their perspective on, um, you know, their successful career, how they got there, but also now at this stage in their life and career, what are they thinking about their purpose and then how they are giving back? And so we talk about those kind of topics and then especially around the sustainable supply chain and procurement and making the good positive impact to the world. Oh, I have to ask you, how does it feel to be a guest on somebody else's podcast because you're a host? <laughs> oh, my God. This is an amazing opportunity because now I understand how they must feel. <laughs> I never imagined. It's quite actually nervous, nerve-breaking. Uh, nerve um, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very different in the in, in, in the host seat because yeah. the host, you can always mute, <laughs> you know? So, but the guest actually has, is, 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 is putting on a show, basically. Yeah? So yeah. No, this is, it's, I, I would say podcasting in general, and I, I guess I'm, I'm sharing this because there's uh, 7,000 people out there that listen to this podcast, I would l- love for all of them to do a podcast or some activity with people that makes this engagement or or uh, helps build relationships and helps do something more meaningful. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're all creating content. And what best way to create content with people who you would like to learn from or educate, right? And so the, it's the kind of the, like the gift that keeps on giving on. Yeah, so I can mention a few friends here. Um, first of all, I want to, since it's a mainly focused on sales and marketing, so one of the best sales professionals uh, uh, who's in my team, actually, Darlene French. And uh, she's an awesome uh, uh, professional. And she will be able to really share a lot of uh, um, how to win. <laughs> and then tonicity and, you know, yeah, just uh, absolutely a, a, a plus star. So Darlene French will be a great guest. Fantastic. Fantastic. Do you have other people in your network that you would like to give a shout out yeah. to as well? And Conan uh, Nurani, uh, she is a very intelligent and uh, uh, really smart, uh, uh, my colleague who's located in currently South Africa. And she's actually from UK. So I thought that her perspective would be very interesting to this maybe podcast audience because, you know, coming from the other side of the world yes. and, uh, you know, growing up from Europe and moving to down there. And then she, uh, she is, yeah, she was working in uh, consulting, but now moving into SAP. So she has different strategic view as well. So I will definitely recommend her. And then my friend, Michael Horowitz, and uh, he was a good buddy with me uh, when I was uh, in the uh, Alliance's team. So he's still managing one of the, our the biggest partner in SAP. And uh, so he he will have a lot of uh, things to share in terms of business development. Well, given that you look at the intelligence spend management portfolio, you definitely have a lot of intelligent friends. You know, they, they, they all sound like amazing people to just learn from. And so thank you for sharing them. And uh, a big shout out to all the people that we just talked about for for um, for excelling in their careers and 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 sharing things with other people so we could help everybody. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Great. All right. So as we wrap this podcast up. If people want to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to connect with you? 
Well, first of all, I recommend that they should check out our podcast. Yes, of course. <laughs> Industry Leaders Journey. Uh, it's yes. available at Spotify and Apple and Google and Ariba.com, of course. Um, and you can look me up, Sushim, on uh, Google. Then you probably end up getting to my LinkedIn. So that's probably the best way. All right. Well, I can't wait to publish this because... Industry teams, I, I personally am a big fan of them because once you go through um, a, high, a high growth phase and you've like solved the problems for your core audience, you have to expand and, and, and you have to do it in a meaningful way and you have to take the time to study these, right? Uh, and the best way to do that is industry teams. So I, I've been waiting to, to share this podcast with our 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 guests around or our audience around the world, because there's a whole bunch of sales and marketing folks that, you know, they have a number on there on them and they're always trying to figure out like, well, how do I make the number? Right. And actually this is a better approach to say, well, let me learn about the, the, the other people's world, figure out what the core problems are and find solutions with them. And what better way to do it than a think tank. So thank you for teaching us today and best of luck in your journey. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Sunny Side Up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review us and share these insights with your peers.